Welcome to Tech Breakfast, today's top headlines served hot by your host Aaron Bewley and Tyler Gates. So grab your coffee and let's get into it. All right, what is up, y'all? It is Friday, July 24th. With me on the show today, as always, Tyler Gates. But Hello. Russ is back again for what, the second time this week. That's right. Two times it's huge. Week. It's huge. I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Let's uh, let's dig into it. And the news I was just looking at was around Twitter. So y'all remember the Twitter hacks that happened uh, that were uh, Bitcoin related uh, or cryptocurrency related. I don't know if it was specifically Bitcoin. I'm, uh, I think it was actually Bitcoin, but yes. Was it? Okay. Okay. I'm a bit uh, cryptocurrency ignorant, so as opposed to these other two gentlemen on the show. But anyway, information continues to leak out about those hacks as Twitter was doing the investigation along with the FBI. The FBI is now involved. There's more than a thousand people at Twitter that had the ability to aid in the hacking of these accounts. What? Yes. So that's insane. Twitter has 4,600 people that work there. And essentially, this is God mode, right? So if you've ever played video games and you put in a cheat, now you oh, can have a listen. I know all about God mode. Don't you worry yeah. about it. Oh, no. All I can think is IDDQD, but that wasn't that, that's not don't God say, mode. Don't say it out loud. Give <laughs> <laughs> away the secrets. I think, is it IDDQD? Is that a God that mode? Is, that is one of them that in is? Doom. Well, no, yeah. but, it, but that's actually God mode, right? It wasn't the infinite ammo code. Why can't I remember all of them? Probably I think IDDQD. I decade. It might have been God mode. I'm I, not sure. I think God mode was IDDQD. God, that's crazy. Yeah. As soon as you said God mode, I, I could just see myself right typing out. that in. That is insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what that translates to then is more so that more than a thousand people, that's greater than 20% of the entire workforce at Twitter. That's a bad look. And this included contractors, yeah. this included all kinds of Man. people. So like just the concept of giving out that many keys to the kingdom and expecting nothing nefarious to ever happen greatly concerns me. Yeah. And then we're also learning here that it increases your exposure, your, your risk in the fact that this was, it it turns out it was social engineering to secure access. We've talked about this on the show in the past. That's not surprising at all. Yeah. So how do companies protect against things like this happening from the inside where employees are either lured into handing over access or maybe even motivated to do it out of spite? Uh, but this is wild in my in my eyes. I, I can't believe the scale of that because I mean I think at this point we we all know that the way that these sorts of networks and systems are compromised most of the time ends up being social engineering. So having that many people with that kind of access is just I mean borderline negligent. Yeah, and it's interesting because and I, I saw some you know. Tons of the stuff has been popping up around this. And, and one perspective that was giving was how the scam market is just evolving. Just mm. it, it always does. I feel like we're always a step behind, but they're just getting so much better at being believable in, in any form that they take. And YouTube's being hit by this as well, uh, is is kind of what I've been seeing with with just being able to to scam people. Cause it's been one of the favorite tools of some scammers uh, lately where I think it said one scam project and operated in June 2020, relatively recent, made away with more than 120 grand in a day by using a single page website and YouTube advertising to lure unsuspecting victims. I mean, this stuff is, you know, it's it's crazy how big the business is and just how sophisticated it is. 
And it's, yeah. it feels, it feels like no matter how much education you do or how much technology you implement, there's always just this next step that someone's ready to take that we're not ready for. Tyler, were we talking about that the other day? And and you may not want to get into this because it involves the FBI. <laughs> I don't think that was on the show. I think that was really no, no, it, no. I think it was on the show. Uh, I was just it, it's no. I, I think you I maybe think we maybe not. Some, yeah, I think we were talking in person somewhere. But you can be right. The, the, yeah, the idea of and you're right, Russ. They're getting so sophisticated that even the the real verification the real um, engagements they seem fake because they're not even good enough yeah and, and you know that, I mean? that was my issue like I won't get into the details yep. of that but it was it was really frustrating because it was it ended up being completely legitimate but the way that they presented the verification of who they were over the phone was straight out of like a give me your passwords and credit card numbers playbook. It, it was it was absurd. And I'm like, no, no, this is you are not really in the FBI. You are not an official capacity. You just told me to Google your office. That's not that's not a thing. And then it ended up being legit. I'm like, what? Really? Really the only way someone legitimate in the FBI in this case would verify or have you verify who they were was to Google the field office and find your name. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, now I know why everyone is having these problems. If it's that hard for you to come up with a legitimate way to validate who you are in that context, then imagine how difficult it is for someone to determine whether or not someone is being nefarious if they throw out stuff that seems legit. And I'm hearing huge yeah. air quotes here, right? Yeah. It was just crazy not for help me. Anyone. No man, yeah. it blew my mind that that was that was how well, they the thought. Uh, I, I just I can't even. Yeah. I'm being repetitive. I had the it's same so issue absurd. with my bank. Yeah, I had the same issue with my bank. But anyway, so one other bit of news on this before we move off of it. Um, this is this is the ridiculous part, or another ridiculous part about it. In the in that the uh, the hackers obtained Twitter direct messages for 36 high profile account holders. Wow! Let your mind Jeez. run wild on what that could do. But when you have access to the account, not only do you have access to DMs, but you have access to their phone numbers, you have access to their email addresses, you have access to all the other personal information that's connected, right? Or any other sort of social uh, uh, profiles or anything like that. Yeah. Because you can link your Twitter accounts to other things as well. Dude, that gets dangerous, right? Yeah. And then what does that give you access to as well? So, yeah. They yeah, that's crazy. Twitch. No. No. So, all right, let's move off of this uh, bit of doom scrolling here. Uh, yeah, what, what no kidding. News? Do you all have? Uh, I've got one. I'm all bristly. <laughs> I've got one that's interesting and always near and dear to my heart because it is about uh, CPUs. And uh, fun fact: <laughs> back in the day, whenever we actually had to know the differences between CPUs, I was a I was a CPU architecture SME <laughs> at HPE back in the day. So I used to like whiteboard them on on whiteboards. No one cares about that anymore, but I still follow them very closely. Uh, and one company that has disappointed me in the last several years, even though I, I own several of their products, is one by the name of Intel. Y'all ever heard of Intel? Nope, never heard of them. Sound okay, tiny. Well, what are they? They doing? actually they're fairly big in the space, and uh, they seem to be really, really struggling with shrinking their die. So they have a ten nanometer process out right now for their CPUs, and that's quite frankly behind and it has been behind for a while and they've really really struggled to get higher yields so like they can't push these things out efficiently enough to get them into 
larger form factors like desktops or servers at this point, they they aren't getting good clock speeds out of them, even though they have a newer architecture. It's just being held back by their manufacturing process. And there was news just broke that Intel's 7 nanometer, which is the next stage process down, is broken. Oh, <laughs> and, no! And that's where most of their competitors are right now. And really? it is being delayed until at least 2022, which Ooh. probably means further out. So it's a pretty bad look. Uh, yeah, that's, not, that's bad news bears. It really is because this is something that we really need to happen to, to see more of the mobile technology continue to grow more and more. I mean, the shrinking of the die has been so huge and, and all of the different things that we think about from portability to battery life and things like that. So it's sad to see Intel, who once just absolutely owned this process, yeah, dominated it, be unwill or being incapable of keeping up with being able to keep up with it and they have competitors now which they never did before because realistically being able to actually manufacture cpus it was cost prohibitive you you really couldn't do it on your own you had to take outside investment well now there's people like tsmc that actually are, are companies that have their own manufacturing processes but you can send them your architecture and they'll build them for you this is what amd does these days this is what most arm people do these days unless you're you're mm-hmm. apple who, who builds their own so it's it's interesting that that didn't used to be something that could be done until there was sort of this market that got brought up of we'd rather we'd like to design our cpus but we can't afford to actually build them cool we'll create this business and do it so tsmc has really broken that market wide open and they're really pressuring intel a lot by not being able to hit these i mean amd has seven nanometer chips in laptops and desktops today so yeah, that's crazy. It, it's just crazy to see Intel kind of falling behind there and continuing to have to sort of iterate on a 14 nanometer design. And, you know, now, uh, you know, they have a 10 nanometer that's getting closer, but it has taken them years. I'm talking five plus. It's been pretty crazy to see them get hold, you know, kind of held up by this. But yeah, not good news today for for Intel at all. Yeah. Wow. That's that's wild. Let's see. <sighs> I have I have I'm other trying things to the positive. I'm trying to stay on the positive side of things here, man. But um, so OnePlus, if you know them, uh, I do. They're a Chinese smartphone manufacturer. They have now suffered two security snafus in just a month. And the one that happened today, OnePlus sent out a mass mailer for research and they put everybody on the two line. <laughs> yep. So if you received an email from OnePlus, you also got an email. Uh, I don't know if it was hundreds or thousands of other Share with a lot of people. Oh my God. You yeah. just made a lot of new friends. <laughs> Come on. Oh, Hold on. That are gonna, that they're going to relentlessly tell you about their services offerings, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we, some we, need, we need something positive. Oh, you <laughs> have positive news. Okay. Yeah, 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 I got one. I got one. Uh, Gorilla Glass, which I've always, I, I don't know if, if any of you all have a phone that's that so cool. on it. Don't they all but, have Gorilla uh, Glass at this point? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I feel like I, it's I'm on pretty. The iPhone 8, so I don't know if that is Gorilla Glass or not. Probably not. Uh, but they just announced Victus, uh, which Victus. with much better drop and scratch resistant, uh, resistance, and uh, Samsung will be bringing it out first, first to market there. Uh, 
but very cool that we're seeing improved glass uh, strength and capability. So are they are they that. saying that's going to be on like the Note Twenty or? Nah. Um, yes. Yeah, it says very possible hey. the Note Twenty Ultra will be that device. Ultra. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Very good. I mean, you throw the Ultra on there, you can't hold back. You can't. Yeah. You can't because it's kind of like, like they're big one hundred means big thing on on the Galaxy S. 20 that did not work at all and was the most gimmicky thing they've ever released which is impressive for i'm shocked my dad uh i have more positive news uh as far as uh on the esports front so this is actually this is actually from last weekend but i'm guessing it it hasn't been pointed out yet and there's actually another tournament starting today so those of you who know what the cdl is the call of duty league that is the franchise league uh, Dallas has a has a squad in it, and and we're decent. There was a a meta change re- recently to where it kind of shifted what was really popular to be used in the game, and it really changed up a lot of play styles. And I thought that this was going to be pretty strong for Dallas whenever I saw this this change happen, basically because we have a few older players and it slowed the game down. So <laughs> wait, 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 older <laughs> as in like twenty two. Late twenties, <laughs> late twenties, late twenties yeah. oh, in esports is like grandfather type. It's like type a forty age. year old, forty That's year old awesome. in the NFL. I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's next level. It's definitely we got we got a couple Brady's uh, on our squad. Well, we almost swept the tournament. Uh, we went twelve Ooh. and one in map counts and won the tournament, which is the London Home Series, which moved us into the second place overall in the standings. There is only one more event, which is the Toronto event, which starts today in probably about three hours, and that'll you be the will. final event. We could, if we finish in the top one or two spot, take over the number one seed going into champs, which playoffs will start August nineteenth through the twenty third, and then the champs weekend will be. 29th through the 30th here's the kicker if we take first or stay in second we actually skip the first two rounds and go into the wow. third round winners bracket automatically and this is a tournament oh, where the the winner will take home two million so it's it's even a, a wider prize pool so it's yeah so these these seedings are pretty important to be able to skip owns- you know half the tournament who owns Dallas Empire? Do you know who the investors are or anything? Uh, yeah, so Mike Raphael, he's, he goes by Hastro on Twitter. He's actually the the team owner and creator of Envy. So Team Envy, which has been in esports for, shoot, 20 years now. They're, they're an OG esports organization at this point in time. So he has a myriad of different investors that he's worked with over the last... I'd say three or four years probably to get them into what was required, like big money in order to get uh, overwatch league and call of duty league, which are rumored to have been 20 and $25 million respectively to buy into the franchise, at least for the first year teams. Uh, he is an owner in both, both leagues. So he may have gotten a break. I don't really know, but he is uh they have grown over time, and so he does have a list of investors, and they have a large sponsor set up that they go into this. But in the last three or four years, a lot of these esports organizations, as they have needed to pay franchising fees, because that has been becoming a little bit more common, have had to go to outside investment. And that's when you start seeing people like uh, the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. I forget his name. Uh, he He's big into it. He invests in 100 Thieves. There's a lot of, you know musicians that are that are involved in it i mean Shaq is an investor in one so you, you get a whole Girl. bunch of different people that are invested in these varying teams there's fun fact there's actually three different owners of the cleveland Cavs. 
Okay. Dan Gilbert is the majority owner. Dan Gilbert's the the one. (laughs) Yeah, but Usher is the minority owner of the Cavs. I did not know that. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, in in continuing on this theme, if anyone, you know, real sports are starting up again, finally, which is great. Uh, But for for esports side of things, a lot of people who like fantasy drafts, stuff like that, there actually is the same thing exists for esports. And one thing that's been interesting is seeing on this this app that I use, DraftBuff, they have this thing called a Draft Royale now. So instead of just running a league, like me and my buddies, we have a Call of Duty league that we're we're in for the season, just like you would in like the NFL. But they also have these Draft Royales, which are basically weekend-long events. So I actually just entered a team probably two hours ago for the CDL that's going to start for this weekend, and you're just kind of playing against the, a pool of 100 people. So it's, it's interesting to see that. They've actually added a bunch of games recently, so it's like, Rainbow Six, Counter-Strike, Call of Duty, Overwatch, and League of Legends, which League of Legends is the largest game in the world. So that one's very, very large. Crazy. Yeah, so lots of stuff good going on with that right now as far as the the esports sides of things going on. But I think that uh, I think a lot of people who have maybe been watching esports are probably going to be tuning into baseball and basketball and uh, you know soccer and stuff that are actually starting to turn on. So I think esports is maybe going to dip a little bit from the the growth it's seen over the last few months but overall it's it's been really good lately and in, in having these events be able to be ran online and, and dallas is looking good so i want to see him take it cool man um let me throw something out there that we didn't cover and i'm curious if y'all looked into it at all um but last week um i want to say maybe it was last week maybe it was earlier this week i can't remember yeah, it was starting on Friday afternoon. Uh, Cloudflare had an issue. Uh, so major content delivery network and DNS service. Uh, they had a major DNS failure. And uh, apparently a lot of sites went down. A lot of users couldn't go anywhere. And uh, I don't know if half the internet runs through Cloudflare or what, what's happening there. I'm not sure if you all know about it. I do. I um, use their DNS. But even down detector uh, was down. <laughs> <laughs> Irony. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, did y'all did y'all look into it at all? I haven't seen anything saw, on it, and and yeah. I, you know, I use their DNS, like I said, and I never experienced any issues on my yeah. end with it. Let's see. I just pulled up an article here. The error consisted of a single line of configuration code, but that was more than enough. So instead of removing the Atlanta routes from the backbone, a tiny change started leaking all. BGP routes into the backbone. And that apparently messed with DNS enough to take it all down. That's crazy. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can, it's I can, insane I can, I can how critical those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Single line of code. <laughs> well, that's cool. So we've, we've seen that happen a couple different times, right? We've seen it happen with Amazon's S3 service. Basically, it took down the East Coast internet whenever it went down. <laughs> for like 30 minutes you know cloudflare now is taking down another third of the internet whenever something like that happens so it's amazing how common some tools are that we use and it's clear that we haven't taken enough mitigating steps to ensure that if the one thing we rely on it goes down that we keep them up and running Uh, i guess that's sort of the issue you run into with the amount of just i mean look the uptime on this stuff is ridiculous i mean it's yeah. If something goes down once a year for 30 minutes, you're doing pretty good. And and yet it's scary because 30 minutes whenever it is one third of the largest thing on the planet is a problem. That's yeah. that that is an order of magnitude difference when you see things like this. So the thing that I'm hearing from this is 
maybe I'm not as special as I thought I was by using Cloudflare's DNS. I think, yeah. I guess I thought most people nope. use their ISPs or use, you know, Google uh, 888 or 8844. And uh, it, yep. it sounds like, no, lots of people are on that 111 life. 111 life. There it is. Technically a fourth one, but whatever. It's also a two and a three. <laughs> All right. What else we got? Are we, are we shutting it down? Uh, so I, I do have one thing I want to bring up, and it's been kind of ongoing. I, I'm really, really curious as to if either of the two of you know who this person is. So you're both familiar with Twitch, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. Biggest name in the streaming games. There's some battles going on. Do you, either of you know a guy named Dr. Disrespect? Yes. Nope. I, I, I don't know who he is, but I saw him in the news. I saw that he was – here's everything I know about it without accessing Google. Yep. Uh, based on what I've looked at before, he was banned from Twitch for unknown reasons, and then now I guess he's bringing a suit against Twitch for it. That's there is, yeah, I think there's a possibility he that he is. Did. So, so it, it, yeah, so he signed a, and so just to kind of give you guys an indication of of what this looks like now, streamers are being signed to varying platforms. Shroud and Ninja were signed to Microsoft's Mixer, which ironically just got shut down for yeah, and then they moved ten, $10 million dollars, and now they're so moving back know, to different places. Did, did they get paid up front for that? They got paid their contracts in full from what we've seen reported. So I don't know if they oh, got paid up insane. front, but when they closed it down, they definitely got their ten million dollars or whatever right it was for what doing. for eight months of work. So. Uh, yeah, so it's interesting because you know Doctor Disrespect he signed a very large contract with uh, Twitch. Uh, it was you know described as life changing money in the multi millions of dollars. Wow. I mean, Doctor Disrespect, you know, I don't watch a lot of individual streamers. I mostly watch tournaments. But something that you know is it's, it's funny because a friend of mine when he sent me the first video I ever saw of Doctor Disrespect, he said this guy reminds me of you. I was like, oh, okay, cool. It turns out it's like just this this over the top character guy who is in love with like the eighties. You know, I love the eighties, and so it's like there's there's all sorts of parallels that get drawn here. But it's it's crazy because with every other, okay, there's was- been a lot of things going on in the world lately with streamers and and stuff coming out. Not good things either, like people getting <laughs> in trouble for for bad stuff and being fired or whatever else. Doc is the is the complete opposite side of this though with him getting banned no one knows why no one knows what's going on and he is one of the most outspoken people on the internet and so because of that it's just an incredibly strange thing that's been going on to see what's what's going but one thing that caught my eye was in true so basically he's fashion, batman he's, basically he's batman is what he i is like batman because I was going to ask if he was the protagonist, the antagonist, but but he's being shunned from the city that he's anyway. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, I mean he's 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 being shunned, but the thing is, he gets a lot of respect from or not respect, but he just has a big fan base. And the I think the best possible way he could have responded was what he did, and and I'll I'll link it you know on a Twitter post or something for for this episode. But he made this little one minute very very 80s retro just like there's like a song playing in the background and there's a silhouette of him standing in a dark alley as the camera zooms in on him slowly and it's blaring this music and it's talking about just being out of control and it's just you know to me as someone who doesn't really care that much about watching individual streamers it actually felt like this was the perfect response and i think he's turning this into like a full-on publicity stunt 
and it may end up being a net positive for him, depending on how all this yeah. stuff works out. And it's just crazy to see it turn around like that. And in something that's becoming from a media standpoint, so big in, in our lives is just live streaming in these platforms fighting for different people. No one's ever been able to really pull away from Twitch like and actually gain viewers. I think this could actually be a moment in history where him getting banned for reasons that we don't know. And depending on how that turns out, you know, if people feel like he's in the right, I think it could actually, whatever platform he lands on could, could really give Twitch somewhat of a run. So it will be really interesting to see how this whole thing shakes out with what's happening with doc. Right. Yeah. Now. That's that, wild. Okay. That's really good analysis. Cause I hadn't, I hadn't looked into it, but you know, of course seen the, seen the um, articles on it, but what you're touching on here, I, I'm, and I'm curious what our listeners think, or if they even think about this type of stuff. But when you talk about the esports leagues and the Dallas team that you know is up for a two million dollar, um, like compare that to, you know, golf, right? <laughs> and the purses there, or just anything else like that. And then you talk about like uh, you know Hollywood celebrities and the shift to um, you know streaming celebrities, people that are getting on and either just social commentary or video game commentary um, becoming major influencers uh, for future generations. It's, it's wild. I'm telling you, man, uh, my nephew, he's seven. I can't remember which one he wanted to be, but for Halloween, he wanted to be a streamer. That's awesome. Wow. Um, Wow. That's the first I've heard of that. Yeah, for Halloween he wanted to be a, a streamer, and and you know, and that's not the first time he's done something like that. Um, I think all of us probably know Dude Perfect. Um, actually, yeah, started by a couple Your of guys I went to high school with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he actually two years ago, and he has no idea of my affiliation with Tyler, and that Tyler's one of the guys on on Dude Perfect. Um, and isn't Tyler the guy? Is, he's he is the he's, the, he's like the beard guy. Yeah, there's yeah. And there's a couple of different guys from Prosper yeah. there. Um. But, you know, my nephew doesn't know any association that I have with him. He only knows Dude Perfect from what Dude Perfect is known for. And he literally went as a, I think he went as Tyler for Halloween, maybe two years prior. So it's like, this is the second time in his seven-year lifespan that he has chosen for Halloween to be an internet personality of some kind. Yeah. That is insane. Pretty crazy. Rather than a comic book hero or something like that, right? Exactly. Yeah. Which, of course, we had those two. But that's very telling. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anything else? It feels like a good way to wrap up the show. Yeah, I think we're good. It is. It is. Sorry, I'm so distracted today. A lot going on. I have to tell that's everybody. All right. about why, don't you, it why don't you tell that. the listeners what's going on? Oh, jeez. You know, I was I was talking to a colleague earlier today. Actually, it was my boss, and uh, and I just said I think we're going to find out that one of the side effects of asymptomatic COVID nineteen is just like that uh like amoeba that some people get that makes them want to buy cats only instead of cats it's just it's just crazy decisions no just just deal with me here it's just being being crazy and flipping things on its head because that's where i am um we my wife and i are are in the process of potentially buying a house and it feels like it came out of the blue and we're happy with the house that we're in but we found something that we just can't uh can't pass up on and we Dude, think it's gonna it's be not a house for us. it's a ranch, <laughs> it's a ranch. and yeah. you're gonna set up an iron gate that's gonna have a big curry g big on old it. G i feel on really it. good about the iron gate I oh think. man 
Yeah, you <laughs> let me, would. Let me brag on your garage. So <laughs> and then we'll end the show. Hey, let's 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 house. No, because we, we got to wait till it, it's real. Then we can brag on it. We'll do okay, a video okay. tour of it. Yeah. <laughs> a video tour for our podcast listeners. Yep. They can just listen to the video. <laughs> that ain't right. Uh, right. It'll work fine. All right. Let me, let me just give one stat. Five oh, days, geez. double stacked. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Okay, shut the show down, Tyler. Oh, and on that note, that brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. It's not mine yet. Um, It's been a pleasure. This was fun. Uh, I got got all kinds of crazy stuff in my mind. But thanks for listening, folks. Thanks for subscribing. Russ, thanks for coming back. We love having you on the show anytime, all the time. Make it happen. And folks, we'll talk to you next week. Later. Peace. Peace.